This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 12 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Now listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be Financially Tuned. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Mike Mansfield. I'm here with my good friend, my co-host, Tony Shore. We have a good radio show today. We're going to be talking about the death of good advice and what that means. What do you think about that, Tony? Does that sound like some fun stuff today? No, that sounds terrible. The death of good advice. My ah. my goodness, uh, I don't like the sounds of that. I mean, what's going on? Yeah, you know, it's funny. So a couple years ago, the Department of Labor, which we always thought was kind of an odd group to be involved with this, they created what was called the fiduciary rule. And this is something that, you know, got passed in as law and was getting enacted and all of yeah. this stuff. It's financial related, right? The Absolutely. Fiduci- a fiduciary the, is somebody who has what? Your best interest in mind, who works regarding your behalf, finances. Who, yeah, regarding you know financial decisions with your retirement planning, with your investment management, all of these things. So, what does the Department of Labor have to do with that? Well, that was perhaps one of the great debates. Is the Department <laughs> of Labor regulates employer-sponsored retirement plans, four hundred one ks, four fifty sevens, four hundred three bs, all of that kind of stuff. And so as an attempt to make sure that the people that were cycling out of the workforce into retirement years, they wanted to make sure that these people were protected, that they were getting the best advice, the best counsel, the best direction to have the successful retirement that everyone needs. So that's where they kind of came into play on this. And all that the rule says is, hey, all you people that are not fiduciaries, which is typically insurance agents and stockbrokers, You need to be a fiduciary. You need to act in people's best interests. You need to do what's right. Now, I'm not sitting here, Tony, saying that anyone who's not a fiduciary is a bad person or does things wrong or anything like that. But the industry was finally making the the, taking the stand and saying, look, you guys got to be fiduciaries, whether you want to be or not. You have to give appropriate counsel. Now, Tony, does that sound offensive to you? No, it sounds like a really good idea. I would agree, too. It is a really good idea. Everybody should be a fiduciary. Everybody should be acting in your best interest. I'm a fiduciary, Tony. I'm a fiduciary actually legally in two ways. I'm a registered investment advisor carrying that type of license and we'll say designation mandates that I act as a fiduciary. And also as a certified financial planner, the CFP board says, we don't care what you're selling. We don't care how you're helping people. You will act in their best interest no matter what. Now, as a consumer, for all of our listeners, wouldn't you think that, wait a second, shouldn't all people that help me with my investments, they should be working my best interest, right? That'd be weird. Why wouldn't they be? Right. They should be helping me out, giving me guidance. You know, if you're going to wear that hat of quote unquote financial planner, you would think that these people need to be helping you in your best interest. And that's what this is all about. And it's funny because when you talk about it like that, Tony, That seems like a good thing. That doesn't seem scary. That doesn't seem offensive. In fact, you would think that 
the financial services industry would actually applaud that and say, you're right. We need to be taking care of our customers. We need to be helping our clients. We need to be steering people into retirement, you know, with the best foot forward. But for some reason, the industry doesn't see it the same way. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, it's weird. Well, the whole reason that bill was proposed and that law was put, you know, put in place uh, to start this year, it was supposed to start this year, right? The fiduciary rule. Um, yeah, it, it, it's partial implementation. So some of it started last summer and then all of it was kicking full force here in 2018. Sure, sure. Well, and here's the deal. I don't understand because it seemed like it was in everybody's best interest. Right. Except maybe some large insurance companies didn't want ha- to go through the hassle. It might cost them money to implement. But once it's in place, it, it's to, it's in everybody's best interest, especially consumers. So why isn't it happening? I mean, that's that's the question. So it's funny. So you're right. So the the big people that stood up and created lawsuits against the government trying to get this rule vacated, which, to be fair, has now been blown up. It it was initially vacated on March 15th. And now uh, last month, it finally was official that it's a dead on arrival bill. But. The two main, there's two main insurance industry associations that are basically life and annuity companies. And what they did is they made this big push saying a couple things. One is, oh, well, you know, there's so much compliance for doing the right thing that it's actually going to cost the end user more money. There would be more fees and we wouldn't be able to service small clients anymore and offer them, you know, annuities and insurance policies and things of this nature. And then the same rhetoric came from the stockbroker industry and said, look, we can't, you know, we can't sell investments and sell stocks and do all these things. There's going to be too much compliance now. And the cost of all of this compliance will be overwhelming. So overwhelming, in fact, that we won't help the little guy. And so the, the industry's push to fight back on this was, hey, government, you don't want to hurt the little guy. That would be terrible. And the reality is the fees and costs would go up because of all of these new rules we would have. How's that sound, Tony? Does that sound like a lot of fun? Uh, No. Here's the way I look (laughs) at it. In the scheme of things, the Lynn Group is a small company. We're a small company, yet I work as a fiduciary. And they are correct. There is a lot more compliance. There is a lot more paperwork. There is a lot more, we'll say, accountability when I get audited uh, by the state in the sense of here's the decisions we're making for clients. Here's their income plan. Here's the tax plan. Here's all the things that we're laying out for them. Yes, it takes more work to do the right thing for people. It takes more time and energy to do the right thing for people. There is more compliance. There is more paperwork. But to me, that's what it's all about when you're helping people. We're here to help people. We're, 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 you've hired us to help you. And in that respect, we should take the time. We should take the concern. We should have the desire to want to do the best thing for you at all times. Because look, you guys, all my listeners, all my clients, you guys are taking care of me. It's my job to also take care of you. And this rule is just very frustrating because, you know, as I joked in the beginning of the show, Tony, this is the death of good advice. I was excited when this came out because when this rule came out, it meant that insurance agents that are just around town selling annuities saying, oh my gosh, the stock market's bad. Fees are bad. Everything's bad. You should be scared. So 
<laughs> working on this emotional cell of trying to chip you down and sucker you into one product, you know, that's what's ironic to me is there's nothing wrong with an annuity. The problem is, is the sales tactics need to change. The attitudes need to change. The positioning of the asset class in a proper retirement plan needs to be utilized. And most people don't do that. So here the government finally, finally was creating an opportunity for everyone to kind of have to step up to the plate and say, look, if you're going to put on that financial planner hat and you want to help people with their retirement, you want to help them with their investments, you better darn toot and be doing the right thing for them. Well, right. it turns out, no thanks. Well, that's uh, weird. <laughs> but I mean, it was rolling along. It kind of got killed. I mean, is it yeah, is it time. is it the members of the financial industry that it would require to make changes? Are they kind of what killed it? Do you think? Well, yeah, it's, it's the it's these associations that then the lobbyists for insurance companies and and stock, you know, broker dealer type firms. They put a lot of money in. They've filed a lot of lawsuits. You know. And it, you know, it's just something that finally they got pushed through. They found the right judge somewhere that would, you know, blow this thing up. And that's concerning because we should do the right thing for the people that we help. Always. Now, I will tell everybody, it doesn't mean that, like I said, it, I'm not sitting here automatically pointing a finger saying an insurance agent's bad or a stockbroker's bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I'm saying is, is at least legally those people, they're held to a lower standard. And that standard is not defined by doing what's best for you. I'm not saying that they're not doing what's best for you because there's a lot of good people out there that are. However, you need to demand, you need to know, you need to make sure that the people that you're hiring that are going to be stewards over your life savings, your hard work, your retirement, you need to know that they're doing the best thing for you. Being a fiduciary is just one minimum expectation in my opinion. And so I would still advocate everybody out there. It doesn't mean that you don't want to buy a stock or an insurance policy or something like that, but counsel with these people, see how they're acting in your best interest. And if, if you feel like they don't live by that standard or fully understand it, then you need to find a fiduciary, someone like myself, someone who's a certified financial planner, someone who's a registered investment advisor, those type of people are legally required to help you in your best interest. So you know, as usual, you know, two steps forward, one step back, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. Now we have to take a quick break here. Is there anything yeah. you want to add for the listeners before the break, besides letting them know that you are, and in fact, a fiduciary? You already, I'm a fiduciary. Yeah, Absolutely. You already and have If you're that curious if your advisor is, why don't you call us? We can show you how to look them up on the government's websites to see. Yeah. So give us a call. 805-500-7035. Uh, that's 805-500-7035. Feel free to visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your retirement toolkit from The Lynn Group by visiting thelindgroup.com or calling us at 805-500-7035. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield of The Lind Group. And Mike, today you're asking an amazing question. Uh, why the death of good advice? 
why did they kill? Uh, why is good advice dying? Uh, because they keep uh, preventing yeah. laws from being in place, keeping everybody uh, setting a standard for all so-called financial professionals. And I don't know why that standard is set for some and not others. I, I take it, you know, when you work with securities and investments, they feel uh, you need that. But, you know, a lot of people utilize insurance products as retirement vehicles, and mm-hmm. they listen to certain talking heads on the radio who and television. Um, I'm not going to name names, but I know a guy on the radio <laughs> who is quite popular nationally, and he's not a fiduciary in any sense of the word. Oh, yeah. No, and we come across a lot of that stuff. But think about it like this, Tony. Okay, a fiduciary means you have to act in somebody's best interest. So you meet with them and you counsel with them and you talk to them. And, and think of it like, um, you know, we've talked about perhaps like this before, but like purchasing a car. You know, if somebody comes and talks to you and says, I want to buy a car and they describe their situation and the perfect car for them is a, I don't know, a Toyota for whatever reason. But you only sell Fords. Do you stop and say, hey, you know what? You really need a Toyota. You should probably go find a Toyota. I think that's in your best interest. Or do you say, uh, you know what? I hear what you're saying, and I've got a Ford. It's not in your best interest, but you know what? It's close enough, and, and this benefits me because I can sell it to you. So let's just try to push the Ford sale. That's kind of what's happening here. It, it happens with insurance agents significantly. If somebody doesn't need, for example, an insurance policy, which is very typically defined as, in most senses, probably some type of fixed style annuity. If they explain that they're young and they're risky and they want to do this and and they can have market fluctuations and blah, 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 blah. And they, they describe an account that is a basically a stock market style account, but you're an insurance agent and all you sell are fixed indexed annuities. And so what do you sit there and do? You try to sell them a fixed index annuity, even though they don't, they don't need that. They need some type of investment account. That's not acting in their best interest. That is simply the challenge of being an insurance agent is you only have one type of investment vehicle to sell people. You only have one arrow in your quiver to use, perhaps. It's the only tool that you have. So no matter what somebody's problem is, is it becomes the answer to everybody's problem. That is not acting in their best interest. Now, to to qualify that, though, Tony, because you and I have talked about this great length offline, I have an insurance license. I can sell an annuity. I'm also a securities license, so I can sell people investments and bonds and stocks and ETFs. Um, The other day, I helped someone purchase some CDs inside of a separate brokerage account. It had nothing to do with me. I wasn't making any money doing it. But in their situation from the conversation, it made the most sense for them. And so even though I didn't benefit from that transaction, I helped them accomplish what their specific goal was. So having the ability to help people on a lot of fronts, number one, probably starts to define a fiduciary because if you only sell one kind of product, it doesn't matter what somebody's problem is. You're going to try to sell them that one kind of product. And that's where the Department of Labor is saying, eh, that seems a little questionable. <laughs> True. Yeah, good point. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more to this than I I think people realize when it comes to, you know, selecting a financial professional. And some people might say, well, you say you're a fiduciary and that's an official designation. 
given to you. It's an official certification now. But just because you've got that certification, uh, you know, okay, so you're doing things in my best interest, but somebody else right. isn't. But there is accountability too as part well, of it, that's, right? That's true too. You got to remember, Tony, the, the financial service industry is a very low barrier industry. To be called a financial planner, you go take your weekend course, you get your securities license and bada bing, bada boom, you've got your license to kill people's investments. So that's scary. So yeah, just because you go scary. get your fiduciary license doesn't mean you have a stinking clue what you're doing. And right. that's what you got to be conscious about. Like for myself, Tony, I've got a lot of years of actual work experience working in the industry, but I realize that work experience is not enough because that only exposes me to certain things. So over the years, I decided to go back to school. I wanted to be a certified financial planner. I went and got an MBA in individual retirement income planning. I've gotten a lot of education to support my fiduciary licenses. And, and even then, you know, I feel like in a lot of ways I'm scratching the surface. So I've got more education than a lot of people. I've got a lot of work experience compared to most people. And I still feel like there's more to know. There's more to learn because look, if you're going to be a fiduciary, if you're going to give good advice, you got to know what advice you're given. You got to understand people's taxes and their income and their social security and their Medicare and how to evaluate investments and how to evaluate debt and how to pay off credit cards and consolidate this and do that. There's a thousand different parts to helping people retire well. And the Department of Labor was trying to push advisors towards that, but they realized it, rather the industry realized, well, that's too much work, Tony. I don't, I don't want to have to try that hard, you know? Yeah. And, and here we are. Yeah. Well, I think some of the, <laughs> you know, some of the folks out there giving so-called financial advice would be in big trouble uh, if that fiduciary rule went through because, you know, they've, they've well, never Well, that's had. what I was kind of hoping for. <laughs> Let's put the people out of business that aren't out there really helping people. Right. If you're just a product solicitor and you're just selling stuff to people for no rhyme or reason and, and you don't care why you're selling it to them and you don't care how much they're putting into it as long as they put something into it, let's be fair. The, the rule, this rule was written for you. You know, become a fiduciary or go find a new job because we need to protect people. You know, there's a retirement crisis you and I have talked about a number of times this year on the radio show, Tony. You know, not enough money is saved. Not enough people have enough resources. Not enough, not enough, not enough. And this is something that's going to continue to evolve. And so now for the people that have barely enough or have a little bit or have something in an attempt to create a solid retirement for themselves, well, that's a special amount of money. You know, it's, it's very specific. And we need to make sure that we are helping these people. We're molding them. We're getting them to the next level. And, you know, I'm, I'm concerned that, you know, the way that these laws are going and also to see what industry groups stood up to fight the Department of Labor fiduciary rule the hardest, mainly the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. um, you really wonder, you know, what, what are they hiding? What are they protecting? Why is it so offensive that an insurance agent be a fiduciary? You know, it's, it's fascinating to me almost. Yeah. Well, and now that like like I mentioned before, more and more people are utilizing some insurance related retirement vehicles. I, I know hugely popular right now is a fixed index annuity, which is I know uh, a great way for many people 
uh, to set up a personal pension, right, for their right. retirement? And to be fair, we sell and use fixed index annuities all the time. Sure. But where I'm going with this is, to me, an annuity is a solution to a problem. You know, do we need income? Do we need safety? What What do we need specifically? When do we need it? And how much of it do we need? If we can answer those questions, then we can position that asset class appropriately in someone's portfolio. But if someone walks in and says, I don't know, I've got this uh, $12,000 account. What can you do? Oh, oh, let's put an annuity quick. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't want to sell stuff to people for no rhyme or reason. We want to identify purpose and relevance to why money is the way that it is. If we think that we're not going to touch our Roth IRA for a really long time, well, geez, maybe that should be in the stock market. That makes a whole lot of sense if we're not going to touch it. Grow that right. tax-free bad boy. But if we need income in the next few years, well, maybe that should just be in cash and short-term bonds, something really accessible, something really liquid where we have some flexibility, whereas the annuity maybe creates structured income over the long haul. There is purpose to investing, and to be fair, people walk in all the time into my office, Tony, and they own all kinds of things. Here's mm -hmm. what someone sold me in that. And constantly I see missteps, especially with insurance policies, um, for the sake of proper retirement income planning. Giving good advice is hard, Tony, because you have to understand what you're doing. And, you know, I said that in the last segment. You need to have education. You need to have experience. You need to know how to properly help people. I had someone come in last week, just perfect bad example. Um, they own two annuities. One annuity was a Roth IRA. One annuity was a non-qualified after-tax account. And both of these had income riders on them. And, and they were kind of like oddly small amounts. One was small. One was big. Um but then they had a large IRA. Now, what's funny is when I do proper retirement income planning, I look for, we'll say, double duty with the money. How can I use money in different ways to accomplish different things? And so one of the things that we know is at 70 and a half, the government moves into your front room. They get a sleeping bag. They get on your couch and they stay there, the IRS. And they say, hey, man, we're happy to be here because it's time you start pulling money out of those pre-tax 401ks and IRAs. Now, we know we need income at 70 and a half out of our IRAs and 401ks because the government mandates it. So oftentimes using an annuity with an income rider, that's a good natural time to trigger one is, hey, I want some income. I have to satisfy my mandatory distributions. So I'm going to use this asset class to get double duty. So these people that walk in last week, you know, they've got a Roth annuity and they've got a non-qualified annuity. Neither of those will help them in their income plan to satisfy mandatory distributions. So I thought that that was ironic because they're going to have big mandatory distributions. Right. And the guy that sold them products didn't sell them anything that would actually help them with some of these bigger picture issues that they had going on. Mm. Instead, what's going to happen at 70 and a half is they'll be taking income from those two annuities that the guy sold them. And then they'll still have to pull money out of their IRA 401k to satisfy the government, the IRS. So the people will end up with more income than they really need and probably more taxation than they need too. So it's stuff like that that just irks me, Tony, where you look at people's advice that they've received and you say, crud sickles, I wish the Department of Labor fiduciary rule was in fact yeah. enacted. And two was, even though you're a fiduciary, you actually are a fiduciary. You actually help people. You put the time and energy into learning and educating and helping people be compelled. I mean, come on, man. I've written two books in the last few years. 
I mean, I'm I'm so dedicated to what I do. I hang out with you every Saturday to talk about the stuff. I write books on my free time, which I study and research and try to put information in. I go to school. I, I, I'm really dedicated to trying to figure this stuff out because I realize it's not perfect. Right. And we have to put our best foot forward. Getting good advice is tough. And I've tried to make a, you know, a good business out of giving good advice. Yeah. And you obviously have. You help so many people in the community and all your clients definitely appreciate it because having that financial plan in place, uh, knowing where your investments and your money is working uh, and what it's working toward. So I know that's what you do to help people and you always have the best interests in mind. In other words, you're not going to look at their situation and go, well, I'll tell you what, I make the biggest commission off of this if they did this. So that's what I'm going to focus on. And I'm just going to sell this one thing to people. And that's not what you do. You look at the big picture and say, what's going to be the best thing for you? And I know there's even accountability uh, from organizations actually uh, come in and do audits on on what you've done for people, right? You're, You're totally correct. And that's what's funny is the only organizations that have ever audited me are the ones that that we'll say regulate my fiduciary license, my insurance license and my stockbroker license, those things. I've never heard from any government agency. I've never heard a peep from them. I've had those for years. No one's ever checked in on me. So even on the non-fiduciary side, man, it is the wild, wild west out there, Tony. But look, we've been voted Ventura's best financial planning firm two years running, 2017 and 2018, and the Ventura Reader Choice Award. I like to think that's for a reason. I like to think that's because even though things aren't always perfect, we do put our best foot forward. We do try to help you. We do spend the time to organize this stuff and create a plan and a process that is truly beneficial to you. So that's huge. And actually as another, I know we got to wrap up the time here, Tony. Yep. But as one final thing, um, we do a lot of social security workshops. We get a lot of people in there that love the information. It's very informative. I've actually recorded some of those and I've put them on a website, onlineretiremented.com, onlineretiremented.com. So that is a place that if you go there, you can set up a little login and you can actually watch a lot of my social security modules, um, you know, to start learning about social security in a very objective way. So online retirement ed, I'm sure all the, you know, all the, you know, other financial planners that listen to this, they'll, they'll be on my website tonight stealing all my stuff, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, hopefully that helps them be a better fiduciary for their clients. Yeah. So online retirement ed, but look, we're going to wrap up here, Tony, as usual. Great show. I enjoy talking to you every week, my friend. If anybody, any of our listeners have any questions, you want to talk the fiduciary rule, you want to talk about your retirement income plans. Obviously this is what I do. Give us a call. 805 805- Five zero zero seven zero three five. That's eight oh five five zero zero seven zero three five. And visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L Y N D. And I hope everyone has a great Saturday and a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at the Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and the Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.